Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. And I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And I want to talk to you about the love of Christ. And I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. And I want to just, I want to just share my heart with you a little bit here because I really feel like this is a, a great revelation if we can get a hold of it because I don't think people really know how much He loves them. I don't think people are aware. I think they think He loves them as long as they do right. But I'm not really sure they know that He loves them when they don't do right. And you don't act right, He still loves you. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 9, that yet when He demonstrated His love toward us when you were yet a sinner, He still loved you. So I want you to get a hold of that. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 14, it says, For the love of God constraineth us, because we thus judge. For if one died for all, then we're all dead. The word constraint means to grip tightly. Paul was motivated by Christ's love flowing through him. God's love was the driving force that led him. It is the very power of living in godliness. I encourage people to focus on God's God more, not trying to... Be, trying harder to overcome sin. Many people are driven by fear instead of by the affection of God. When fear comes, you need to respond with love. The freedom, the power, the pleasure of this is within the reach of every Christian because it is the work of the Holy Spirit in the human spirit. The Holy Spirit pours out God's very affection into the human heart regardless of where we've been wounded or where we've been broken. It's a supernatural activity that transcends the human heart. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us in Romans 5 and 5. As we position our hearts to make love the first thing, we will be lovers before we are workers. We will be worshipers before we are warriors. Through Christ's loving embrace, He will show us that we are here to be a bride before we are an army, to make it a point to be driven by love. Now I want to ask yourself something today. Are you driven by love? Or are you driven because you're trying to make Him love you? See, there's a difference in flowing and receiving His love. I, I think it's a... First John chapter 4, verse 10, that literally nine or ten years ago just began to transform my life in a, in a greater level. And, and it's this, it's not that you love God, but that He loved you and became a perpetuation for your sins. See, it's not about you loving God at all. It's about understanding how much He loves you. And if you can ever understand how much He loves you, you'll never have a problem loving people. See, that's the gentleness of God's mercy and His grace and His love and His compassion. As He begins to flow and love on you, as He begins to pull you close and, and love on you, He begins to open the doors for you to see what you haven't seen and hear what you haven't heard and do what you haven't done and, and manifest the goodness of the Lord like you've never manifested before in your life. See, that's the great thing about God. It's the great thing about the goodness of God. As we begin to flow through His love, his love begins to flow through us. You know, the Bible said, For God so loved the world that He gave. It's always giving connected with love. Always giving connected with love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now look at Romans 5 and 8 and 9. But God demonstrated His love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Now look at this in Ephesians chapter 2, 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even 
when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And John 3.16 said, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world or judge the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. See, it's, it's the love of God. I love 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Now what's the first John chapter three, verse twenty three? And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us command. You know, he gave us a new command in John chapter thirteen, verse thirty four. Love one another as I have loved you. Love has been given to us by the Holy Spirit in Romans 5 and 5. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. See, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs or flows the issues of life. Now what a wonderful thing to know how much God loves us and to take that genuine love test because the fire of love and the new commandment of love. But, you, but, but by this, you'll know all you know, you're my disciples, if you love one another. In other words, you, you, you will know that you're my disciple if you love one another. And what a glorious thing today to love one another and walk in a genuineness of love that supersedes anything we've ever imagined. If the Old Testament was about my love for God, the New Testament is about God's infinite love for me. See, that's the difference in the Old and the New. The Old was about my love for God. Under the New, it's about His infinite love for me. What a wonderful thing today. That's the beauty of grace, allowing Him to love you.